0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sake Revolution. This is America's First Sake Podcast. I am your host, John Puma, from the Sake Notes, also administrator of the Internet Sake Discord, your and my favorite place to have a drink with friends on the Internet.
1: And I am your host, Timothy Sullivan. I'm a sake samurai, a sake educator, as well as the founder of the Urban Sake website, and every week, John and I will be here tasting and chatting about all things sake and doing our best to make it fun and easy to understand. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we're getting through the summer. It's a little bit warm out still. Um, I kind of like that. It hasn't been like, it's been, it's been warm and muggy, but it hasn't been like searing hot. We haven't really had those terrible, oh like, my god high 90 days yet.
1: Those are the worst.
0: They are. They are. It's like that's the, the downside of the New York summer. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not as bad as the South summer or the D.C. summer or the Tokyo summer. But <laughs> but it is uh, New York has its own its own sadness. Everything's concrete. Just kind of absorbs heat. Yes. What are we discussing this week on the show? Do we have a guest this week again?
1: No guests and okay. nothing extreme.
0: Oh, wow. That's going to be my next question. Give me to it. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so, no guests, nothing extreme. I'm fresh out of ideas. What do we have?
1: <laughs> well, we're going to take another dive into a much beloved brand in Japan. So, it's going to mm. be one of our branded episodes, and we're going to zero in on a fabulous brand out of Okayama Prefecture known as Kami Kokoro.
0: Ah, yes. That is a, an, a very interesting brand for us to feature especially considering that it's one that, as far as I'm aware, has had been absent from the U.S. for a little while and is now making a nice big comeback.
1: Yes. I look back into my ancient cave writing blog posts back from 2007, <laughs> 2008, and I actually met the president of the Kamikokoro Brewery back in 2008 and wrote a little blog post back then and... The product that I love from them so much actually did go off the market. So you're absolutely right. So
0: let me get this straight: you were a big fan of the product. You sat down. You 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 spoke to the the man who makes it. Yes. Made a blog post about it, and then he promptly <laughs> took it off minute. the market.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Where is this going? Well, that is technically what happened. I don't know if there's a causal relationship there. <laughs> but um,
0: I'm not. I wasn't saying there was. But, I'm just saying.
1: Well, I also lobbied <laughs> to get this product back on the market and uh-huh. it is back in the states. So that's there's there's a redemption arc here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tim take it away, Tim give it. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: So this this sake again is from Okayama prefecture and I don't know if you know what Okayama is especially famous for, but there's something that they grow there. That oh, is, is, has outsized fame. What is it, Puma? Uh
0: well, I want to say that um dedicated listeners will know and remember a time we spoke very fondly about Okayama Prefecture, and that was when we talked about Omachi rice. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. An argument could be made that omachi rice is the famous product that is grown in there, but there's there's a fruit that is famous as well. Oh,
0: Damn. (laughs) Well, we were talking about sake, and so I kind of went straight for it. Um uh honestly, I am not sure. What else do they make over in
1: Okayama? Well, the most famous fruit from Okayama is of course peaches. 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 Are you are you a
0: big peach guy?
1: I mean, peaches are wonderful, but okayama is especially famous for high-end rare White peaches. So there's mm. there's a type of white peach. It's called Yume Hakuto. Yume Hakuto. Yes. Oh. It's like a dream peach.
0: I like that translation better
1: than white peach. Yes. And they are covered by a small bag. So each peach, while it's on the tree, is wrapped in a little bag by hand to protect it from the elements while it's growing. And it's one of the sweetest and um, most flavorful peaches you can get. So they're not cheap, obviously, but they are super famous in Japan and super famous in Okayama. And there's actually a fairy tale that comes from this region, Momotaro. Have you ever heard of Momotaro, the Japanese legend or fairy tale?
0: Uh, I I am unfamiliar with Momotaro.
1: I think if you stopped any Japanese person on the street and asked them, what's Momotaro? It's like asking us, like, what's Cinderella or Snow White or something like that. (laughs) It's like a super famous fairy tale. And I'll Mm -hmm. give you the super condensed version. So there's an old woman washing her laundry in a river and a giant peach floats down the river. And she brings it home and she and her husband are childless. And they cut open the peach and there's a baby boy inside the peach. So the peach kind of gives birth to a baby boy. And then the baby boy grows up and grows really strong and powerful. And then ogres invade the village and they steal the village fortune and money and gold. And they run away to Ogre Island. And then the the peach boy, whose name is Momo Taro, which means Momo means peach and Taro means firstborn son. So mm-hmm. Momo teams up with a group of animals i think it's a dog a monkey and a pheasant and they go to the island and they defeat the ogres and then they come back with the the riches of the village and redeem themselves and that's the end
0: (laughs) all right okay
1: (laughs) so anyway this is a famous fairy tale in japan and it is connected to okayama prefecture and it has major peach involvement too
0: Okay, so I'm glad we're talking about peaches.
1: <laughs> this is this is just the peach background. So this story is famous, and uh, I think that peaches have been grown in Okayama without babies in them, but peaches have been grown in Okayama since 1875, and they were actually brought to Okayama from China. And then what they did, of course, they began to grow peaches, and they wanted to perfect the peach. And then that's when they came up with all these varieties and they developed and brought about this really famous Yume Hakuto variety. So that's a little bit of the background. And this ties into our sake as well. Wouldn't you know? Mm, interesting.
0: Cool. So so Kamikokoro, um, I want to say that when I was getting into sake... Uh, this might've been during the hiatus period. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a sake that I, I didn't get to experience until the second, until the second coming.
1: And when was that? <laughs> like when, when do you remember coming across this brand for the first time?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like during like lockdown era, okay. like during, during 2020 was when, uh, people were going to getting excited about it. And I was like, Oh, I need to. I need to, to get my hands on this. And I remember I mentioned it to you and you were like, Oh, you have to get this. It's amazing. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yes. So so I did order it and I, I remember being like, wow, this is fantastic. Where has it been all my life? And at some point I was going through old photos from from early on in my in my sake drinking times. And I found a picture of a bottle of this. So I definitely had it years and years ago and I just didn't realize mm. it. Because I knew very little and I was not tracking yeah. my experiences that well back then. Um, but it was, it's, it's so wonderful and I'm so glad it's back. Because to me, at least, their stuff is a little bit unique. It doesn't really taste like
1: many other sakes. They definitely take a unique approach. So Kami Kokoro again, is the brand name and the brewery name. Do you know mm-hmm. what it means? Kamikokoro? I don't actually.
0: No, no, no. And does it doesn't relate to peaches? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kami is the Japanese word for God or God's spirit, I guess. So Kami are the gods that inhabit all the things in Japan. So it's often translated as God. And Kokoro is the word for heart or spirit. So
0: Mm.
1: on the website, Kami Kokoro, they say it's translated as the joy of a pure heart and spirit. Mm -hmm. Some people say... The heart of God. So there's yeah. different there's different translations and a lot of nuance in these words, but it basically means the heart of God. Ooh. Yeah, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier that back in two thousand seven two thousand eight, I got to meet the president of Kami Kokoro.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
1: before there was a little hiatus with their products, and that person is Nobuhiko Fuji. He's Mm -hmm. the fifth-generation president, Mm. and this brewery has only been around since 1913. So they had their 100th anniversary back in 2014.
0: So it's something I'm never going to stop being amused by. It's like, oh, only 1913. Only.
1: Yes. Their (laughs) their own website describes them as a relatively young micro-sake brewery.
0: I love it. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Mr. Fuji is the fifth generation president and I remember him being so kind and so happy that someone outside of Japan, like this foreign sake guy was really (laughs) excited about his sake (laughs) and it was just this sake we're going to taste today just really stuck with me and I'm so happy it's back in the country.
0: Great. That's fantastic.
1: Okay. So we've talked about Okayama Prefecture and their hashtag peach and Mm -hmm. the delicious white peaches, the Yume Hakuto, the Momotaro Peach Boy legend, and a little bit about the brand. So maybe we should transition over to talk about the specific sake that you and I are both so excited to taste today.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, that sake, this is the Kamikokoro uh, tokigen Junmai Ginjo Shiboritate Nama Genshu. So, it's a lot That's of things. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Um, again, this is from Kamikokoro Shuzo, who's what we're talking about today. Uh, the alcohol percentage is 16.5, so it's a touch above average. Uh, acidity down at 1.4. Um, the rice is... Uh, Akihikari, which I'm not overwhelmingly familiar with. Tim, do you have any uh, any background on that? don't
1: know a lot about it, but I do know that this Akihikari is from Okayama.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and that uh, Akihikari is milled down to 58% of its original size. Um, this is not something we usually mention, but here it is definitely worth mentioning, I think. The yeast is Okayama hakuto Peach yeast. All right. So, yeah, we mentioned, him. this is a shiboritate nama genshu. Let's uh, quickly go over that. Now, nama means unpasteurized. So, yes. And genshu, we've talked about before many times. In fact, I think this very sake was featured on our episode about mm. genshu. Means that there's no water added. It's undiluted. Right. And then shiboritate. Uh, shiboritate is a special kind of nama the freshest sake of the year the first batch this is a seasonal sake that they're that they're sending over to the u.s
1: that's right shibori tate is means freshly pressed sake so it's not aged or cellared in any way and it's shipped directly after pressing so it's some of the freshest sake you can get
0: mm-hmm. the reason i said that was i was assuming that they only produced in the wintertime. So, this would be kind of a little bit on the limited side. Do we know if that's the case here?
1: Uh, this sake is definitely a seasonal sake, only available during certain times of the year. The bottle that I have was bottled and shipped in November 2021. So, mine too. Yeah. So, this is a shipment from, you know, produced in the middle of the brewing season, deep in the winter and then shipped and bottled right away. So um, I've had mine in the fridge, keeping it for a special occasion, and that is today. And I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great occasion, I think. Uh, I've been holding mine as well because uh, we knew we were going to be talking about this sake sometime soon, and I am very excited. Now, for listeners at home, this sake... Does come in a UV protective bag, and we have elected to take that bag off, off mic, because it is extraordinarily loud. But I think it's nice that they do that.
1: Now, full confession: I bought several bottles of this sake.
0: <laughs> um, you, to Tim, how many bottles of this sake you can buy?
1: <laughs> several. I cornered the market for the East Coast of this sake. <laughs> it's cornered? A, them. Are it's you selling term, them? Is that
0: what's going on? It's
1: a long-term favorite of mine. And this is the last bottle I have left from this this 2021 brewing season. So it's a bittersweet moment for me, Puma, opening this up. But Carpe Diem, Carpe Sake, and we're going to enjoy it.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So we've got it in the glass. Yes. And this glass is on my desk, and my head is several inches away, talking into the microphone. And the aroma is very clearly Hmm. making its way into my nose, even though it's quite a ways away from me. Yeah. It's got a lot going on.
1: Yes. Well, shibori tate namagenchus are known for being on the juicy side Fragrant, fresh, zippy. This has been in the bottle and lagered for several months. I mean, I've had it in my fridge for a few months, and it Mm -hmm. had the long trip from Japan. But even so, it smells really bright, really fresh, and really juicy. Yeah. Now tell me, Mm. you don't smell peaches. I mean, I...
0: (laughs) I don't really smell peaches. You don't (laughs) smell peaches? I
1: (laughs) I I don't. Maybe I'm fooling myself, but I feel like I smell some peach action going on. Peach action. It's fruity, right?
0: Lovingly fruity. Very, very just just delicious aroma. Is that the right word? Yeah. Is that a term? Sure.
1: It? Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, when we talk about fruity smells in sake, what you and I talk about the most is like melony kinds of smells, like mm-hmm. melon, honeydew, et cetera. But then you also have this the stone fruit smells plum, peach like that. And yeah. I think this has more of that stone fruit.
0: Yeah. Type it of leans fruitiness. a little bit more on that uh, on that almost berry end of things rather than mm. the melon end of things, which I think totally goes with what you're saying about yeah. uh, the stone fruit. Yeah. And there's it's also like all in the apple, same category.
1: Apple and pear and things like that. Very lovely. Yeah, just lovely. Really Nice, juicy, perfumed aroma. For me, it leans a little bit more towards peach and a little bit of pear. Maybe a hint of citrus as well, like a little Mm. bit of lime. Okay, really lovely aroma. So let's the
0: lime. The lime is nice. I get that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, one thing I really like about this is that it is a big fruity sake, and the Mm. aroma is not your typical big right. fruity sake aroma. I mean, it's big and fruity, but it's a different kind of big and fruity.
1: Right. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. All right. Let's give it a taste. Mmm.
0: Now I know why you bought several bottles of
1: it. <laughs> Now you know why I cornered the market. Yeah. So it's really juicy. It's rich, right?
0: It's juicy. It's rich. It's got... Um, it's got, this is a rare thing that I don't uh, experience a lot when I sip sake, but I get a little bit of cherry mm. and I yeah love that. I love the hint of cherry on this. It's so nice. Mm.
1: Yeah. Like a dark cherry. There's that rich, mm-hmm. again, it's not that classic ginjo pineapple banana. It's mm-hmm. a little bit richer and more concentrated. In the past, we've talked about sakes having a jammy quality to them, like a little bit of concentrated fruit. Mm-hmm. And that comes across a bit on this for me.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I like that's a really good way to put it. You're, you're reading my mind yeah. in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah. and. You know, when we have Shibori, Tate, Nama, Genshu, often when you hear Genshu, you think 18, 19% alcohol, but this is only 16 and a half approximately. So the alcohol is not way off the charts. We we guaranteed everyone at the beginning this would not be an extreme episode. <laughs> Although we may be extremely fanboying about this
0: sake. We are. You know, it's <laughs> funny. The, the, the branded episodes have traditionally been these like Super uh, cult favorite mm. in Japan, brands that have made it over to the U.S. And I don't think that's the case here at all. I think mm. that this is a almost like a cult brand in the U.S. now, <laughs> <laughs> and like the sake nerds are like super into Kamikokoro these days, or at least um, the ones who were in the fruity stuff are.
1: Yeah, this is a cult sake in my household. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> in the tri-state area. I know area. a lot of people who are. <laughs>
0: On the on the internet sake discord, this is a very big cult sake.
1: Oh, that's like good to everybody
0: know. there is a big fan of this of this brand. Tim, uh, by the way, I forgot to ask you this earlier. because uh, this is something that whenever we do a branded episode, I think it's important to ask. Tim Sullivan, have you been <laughs> to Kami Kokoro?
1: <sighs> Insert Jeopardy theme here. Uh. Uh, Actually, I have not had the pleasure to visit this brewery. Oh
0: my goodness! (laughs) This is like one of your favorite brands. I know. I am
1: stunned. I know. I have never had the chance to visit Kami Kokoro, but if you're listening, Fuji San, I'm on my way, coming to see you. (laughs) Next chance I get. No, I haven't. I haven't visited this brewery. I have been to Okayama before, but I've not made it to this brewery. Unfortunately.
0: Well, one of these days, yes. one of these days.
1: Yes, I do have one other quick story about Kamikokuro Brewery. Ooh. Now, we we did an episode on Kyoto a while back, and we talked yes. about our favorite places to visit in Kyoto. And if people remember that episode, I talked about my recommendation for sake lovers to go to Matsuo Taisha Shrine. And that was the shrine that's kind of off the beaten path, but it's dedicated to the god of sake. And it's a wonderfully tranquil place to visit. You're not going to find a lot of tourists there. But mm-hmm. if you're into sake, it's a wonderful place to visit. I read that the second generation president of Kami Kokoro Brewery was so into sake brewing that he built a branch of Matsu Taisha Shrine. In Okayama. So there is a branch of the God of Sake Shrine in Okayama by Kamikokoro Brewery. And that was built by the second generation president of this brewery. So Mm. when I go to Okayama to visit Mr. Fuji, I'm going to stop by this shrine and pay my respects for sure.
0: Huh. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a pretty deep cut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A
0: lot of all ties in. We got the Genshu episode tie in today. We'll talk about that Kyoto tie in. The... We talked about Okoyama tie in with Omachi. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yep. Lots of episodes.
0: Kami is where it all comes together.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, so what are your thoughts on Kamikokoro Tokagen?
0: I mean, this is, this is a. The sake is a blast to drink. It is so much fun. This is. Honestly, this would be a fantastic sake for somebody to have as their first sake.
1: Oh, agreed, agreed.
0: Like I, yeah, I would love to meet somebody and be like, "Hey, this is oh, you've never had sake before? Excuse me, sir or madam, yeah. let me pour you some of this um, because it's just so fantastic. It's so lovely, and I think it would appeal to a wide range."
1: I completely agree with that. It is a seasonal sake, so it's not mm-hmm. available year round. So next time the season rolls around, uh, you can visit our website and get some links as to where to buy
0: Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, run, don't walk to your local shop that carries it or your online sake vendor that'll ship it to you because this is a sake you should experience. I rarely, I'm like, I rarely make definitive people need to try a certain sake statements, but this is definitely one of them. This is going to be the cult sake of the US, Tim.
1: I was just thinking that. This <laughs> it's so nice we can have our own we can have our own nice things here. We don't have to <laughs> We can have Absolutely. our own cult sake in the US. And uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all about that. I'd love it.
0: Yeah. This sake is not going to last very long in my home. How long will the sake last now that it's been opened in your home, Tim?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Not long. <laughs> if I Actively pace myself, maybe through the week, but <laughs> it's just so easy drinking and so refreshing.
0: It yeah. Won't last long. For listeners at home, this is not normal Tim consumption. For <laughs> okay, <laughs> like uh, Tim's usually he has a remarkable self control. Um, <laughs> he he you know he, he t- Alleg- you know, opens up something and it'll last a little while. He doesn't really go too nuts on it. This brand. <laughs> This particular sake, he it is not safe around him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is a brand that I think I, I tasted this sake at a very impressionable time in my sake career, and it made a big impression on me. So this is aha 2.0, I guess. You know, yeah, absolutely, it's great. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that we talk to our guests often about aha moments. Yes, but aha moments are ongoing. You oh, can absolutely. have aha moments anytime.
0: This tasting this sake was an aha moment for me. Yeah, yeah, for All sure, right, definitely.
1: All right. Wow. Well, this was such a special branded episode. We both got to investigate a little deeper the background of one of our favorite unpasteurized sakes. Well, John, it was fabulous to get. Back to some branded episodes with you. Great to taste with you, as always. I also want to thank our patrons. Uh, We have some wonderful patrons that have been supporting the show. If you'd like to learn more, visit the Patreon website at patreon.com slash sake revolution to learn more about supporting us on Patreon.
0: Uh, And if you're looking for other ways to support us and you're into t-shirts and stickers we have swag on our our website you know you can go over to sakerevolution.com slash shop and we've got a whole array of uh, interesting shirts and other items that we think you're gonna look great in <laughs> which we hope you <laughs> we think I think I look pretty good in them so uh, you know that's, that's the goal and uh, yes yeah, so if you are so inclined we've got a lot of uh, a lot of items over there an ever increasing number of, uh, of fun things there Uh, for everybody at home.
1: And who doesn't love a sticker? I mean, I do. I do too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you have good taste. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So again, thank you all for joining us. And if you would be so kind, please raise your glass. Hopefully you've got some Kamikokoro in it. Keep drinking sake. And... Kampai